Jesus coming at you guys pre-recording uh, with the IBN NFL Gambling Podcast. Um, backdoor cover, obviously, we will always keep that um, that title. If anybody's looking for Keith, Keith is killing it right now, absolutely killing it with um, his podcast with Joe, the DFS podcast. Um I mean, every week for the last three weeks or however long he started it, um, they've been pulling in some pretty good money. And um, I told him that it would probably be in the best interest of his show, uh, since they're doing so well, for him to focus on DFS. And I will just take over the uh, the gambling aspect until, you know, he's in a place where he can do both. I mean, it's a lot of work, honestly. Uh, I, I personally think DFS is a lot harder than um, a regular cap of uh, over, under, and um, against the spread. But I don't know. Some people would disagree. Either way, the payout for winning that type of um, t- that type of game is a whole lot more than what I'm talking about over here. So I thought it was in his best interest to focus on that. Because if he ends up winning one of those million-dollar pots or something like that, maybe he'll cut me some and then – we can actually get some real production for the show. But, yeah, either way, this is a solo show, so it'll be just me talking. You guys, bear with me. Um, it's 1030, and I just put my son to sleep probably about an hour ago. But I don't know if anybody's ever put a toddler to bed. You can't do much research when you're putting a toddler to sleep. So um, I did say that I was going to put out a power ranking for the um, – IBS All-Star members, I want to apologize. Unfortunately, somehow, some way, I was banned from Facebook. <laughs> so um, I'm, I've actually got a week ban, so um, I wasn't able to drop the uh, the power rankings either way. Uh, I, I was using teamrankings.com to kind of decipher who I think is, is – um, is like ranked pretty high, ranked pretty low, et cetera. And so you guys can go to teamrankings.com. Um, they've got uh, uh, against the spread all the games 2020. They got the records for the teams, the cover percentage right now, um, and then also the ATS plus and minus, which I think is huge, shows you um, kind of what teams are exceeding expectations. Um, when I put together, when I put together my list of things of, you know, factors that go into picking a team and stuff like that. I do take into consideration the plus and minus of the ATS. It's not the end-all, be-all, though, because right now Miami's plus 10.6 against the spread. So if you looked at the ATS numbers right now, the Miami Dolphins are the best team in the NFL. They're 7-2. They're uh, exceeding expectations almost more than a well almost well not even almost two scores it's 10 points they're 10 points higher against the spread on average in these last nine games um than 
any other team. The second best against the spread team is the Pittsburgh Steelers at plus 6.5. But the Miami Dolphins, I think, are going to start trending down depending on the matchup. And so it has gotten a little funky with um, Tua coming in, and and the team does seem to be playing with a lot of energy. But um, it's one of those situations where if you just looked at the ATS percentage and everything that goes into that and you see that they're 7-2, you're thinking, like, this is a, a must-hammer team. But Vegas, man, the, the people who cap these NFL games have to be either aliens, um, advanced AI, or just the smartest people of all time. <laughs> like, the way they cap these games, the way they they set these lines, it is so tight, so tight, that you honestly – like, you really leave some games just thinking, these people got to be cheating, man. It's got to be rigged. And I, um, I'm loosely involved in this gambling group, like sports handicappers or something like that on Facebook. Somebody added me to it. I don't know who. But um, I never say anything. I just kind of look at the comments and, and the posts that people make. And, and people are, like, they swear the NFL is rigged. And... I think the NFL is rigged to a certain extent, but not to the degree that these people think. And sometimes it's just the house wins, man. Vegas knows. Like, it's not it's not a saying. It's true. They know. Um, so hopefully we can avoid some of those um, near hits and misses. Um, I, I got hit with a couple, which I'm going to recap week 10 um, in a few minutes. But, yeah, either way, Start the show off by just saying to everybody, be patient with your bet. NFL is hard. Right now for the season, I'm at 57%. Personally, I think that is absolutely fucking amazing. I'm very proud of that. (laughs) Some people might laugh at that. Other people might be like, well, that's pretty damn good too. I think from a professional standpoint, you're looking at about 60 to 65%. For some of these super contest winners and things like that, the people who win the big bucks, they're typically at the higher end of the 60%. But, I mean, it's just – it's really hard. So I work a nine-to-five. I love sports, but I can't keep up with every single little thing. I don't have any crazy, like, formulas and programs and things like that that some of these guys have. It's just the guy that – pays attention to the lines and, and, and reads up on teams and watches games. And sometimes I go back and look at film and, and I kind of know uh, schemes and, and things like that. And I put it all together and I take an educated guess on um, what exactly I'm capping. Okay. Um, but yeah, I, I, like I said, you have to be patient, man. You have to be patient. Last year was an okay year for me. I think I finished the season overall at like 52%. Um, before last year, I was so bad at NFL betting that I quit by, like, week four every time. Matter of fact, um, if Corey was here, he would tell you that I used to always say in the chat, fuck the NFL, I'm not betting the NFL, is cheating. But I, I just wasn't good at it. So um, it took some lumps, but here I am now, and, and I'm, I'm trying to win some money in my super contests and things like that. So Survivor Contest, I'm trying to win some money in that, too, Um both of those are on my bookie. Um, I did not get into the $300,000 Super Contest, unfortunately, or the $100,000 Survivor. 
I'm in the $50,000 and the $100,000 uh, contest. So for my survivor, which anybody that doesn't know what that means, you essentially start the season. Um, this one started in week two. So from week two to week 17, you pick a team that you think is going to win, and, and it's just an outright win. It's not covering the spread or anything else. You just pick a team that's going to outright win, and as long as they win, you survive. You keep on playing. If your team loses, if your team loses, you're done. Bam. That's it. Okay? Right now, this started with, I think, 35,000 people. We are in week 11. There's only 2,335 of us left. The last two weeks have been the most stressful fucking weeks of my life. And I never want to experience this type of stress again. But I took the Steelers to beat the Cowboys, and they almost lost. And then the next week, I switched from the Saints playing the 49ers to the Packers playing the Jaguars. And again, here I am sweating. So um, I'm hoping, I'm hoping that this week will give me a little bit of a reprieve. But we shall see. We shall see. Right now, my bookie in the contest that I'm in, um, it looks like 16% of the people are taking the Steelers to beat the Jaguars. Um, 49% of the people are taking the Chargers to beat the Jets. And then 23% of the people are taking the Vikings to beat the Cowboys. So I'm going to go ahead and um, I'm going to side with the Vikings right here. Now, I'm not going to lie. I'm a little nervous because Kirk Cousins is going to be Kirk Cousins. But I think the Vikings are a team that's trending up right now in the sense of they're winning football games and they're covering the spread. Um, When you do both of those things, I think you're a good team. Uh, Case in point, the Tennessee Titans, they're 6-3. and They're not a good team. They're not a good team. And the reason why I say that is because they're 3-6 and against the spread. And I've been saying that for quite some time, that the that they're frauds, but I use that term loosely. I think a real fraud is the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. But either way, the Titans didn't cover against the Bengals, and there's a couple other games where it was just like, how in the hell are they not covering? Like they're you would think they would blow these teams out. Um they've got some issues with their defense, and we'll get to that once we cap that game. But either way, um you want to try to avoid those kind of teams that where the record and the spread doesn't necessarily correlate. If you're over 500 winning, you should be over 500 against the spread too, in my opinion. So um, good teams cover. That's what they do. If, if you're 12 and four, you should be at worst nine and seven against the spread, in my opinion. So, um, we'll get to that, uh, like I said, a little bit later when we talk about certain teams and, and try to figure out what's going on with them. But yeah, so I'm on the, um, on the Minnesota Vikings against the Cowboys, um, for my, for my survivor. And if you're wondering about my picks in the past, let's see, week two, week two, I took the 49ers against the Jets. So I've already used my Niners pick. That was when we were healthy. Uh, week three, I took the Colts against the Jets, if you can see what I was going at right there. Uh, week four, I took the Rams against the Giants. Um, week five, I took the Ravens 
against the Bengals. Week six, I took the Dolphins against the Jets. So, again, just me just attacking the Jets. Uh, week eight, I took the Bills against the Jets. Uh, week seven, I took the Bills against the Jets. Uh, week nine, or week eight, yeah, I took the Chiefs against the Jets. So, again, if you can see where I'm going, I literally just picked against the Jets. And then that's when I picked the Cowboys, or the Steelers against the Cowboys. And then I picked the uh, the Packers against the uh, Jags. Give me one second. If y'all hear all that crazy noise in the background, that is the, the heat in the house. I need to turn it off real quick. So, yeah, I apologize for that, and hopefully I can edit that out um, all the way through. That's why this is not a live show. But um, either way, uh, week 11, I'm now going back against the Cowboys. So I kind of flipped between the, the the Jets primarily and then the Cowboys um, is what I'm going with. And and I'm not going to lie. My strategy for this is trying to avoid division games. I think division games are very hard to call. Um, there's also a lot of familiarity with uh, teams when they play uh, a division opponent and there's extra motivation. Like, there's not going to be any extra motivation for the Cowboys to necessarily come in ready to go against the, the Vikings. But if you're playing, let's see, if you're playing Seattle to, to beat the Cardinals or the the Saints to beat the Falcons, like if you're running into those types of games or the Raider, or the Chiefs to beat the Raiders, you're kind of playing with fire there. And so that's why I try to avoid those teams Um or those scenarios during Survivor. So $50,000 goes to the winner. Um, I mean, if we all win, well, obviously not all 2,000 people are going to win, but if however many people win, I think they just divvied it up. So hopefully I can win. Last year I made it to week 14. Um, in my super contest, um, so – my super contest a lot of times correlates with my picks for, like, just regular gambling picks. So the last two weeks, I have made it to 8-3, eight and 8-3 three. Eight and three, um, against the spread, which is awesome um, for the last two weeks because I, I think the last two weeks that I've come in to uh, necessarily cap, I didn't like anything when I first looked at it, but I somehow – made a, a way of getting eight um eight wins. So um the super contest last week let me see if it'll show me my picks last week. So last week I had the Titans to cover the Colts. That did not go well for me, obviously. But then on Sunday I, I definitely hit the jackpot. Uh the the Rams Absolutely dominated the Seahawks and covered. The Dolphins had a great game and covered against the uh, Chargers. My Buffalo Bills, me, I, I got Josh Allen's my guy and and I stick up for him and everything. Heartbreaking loss, but a wild cover because the um, Cardinals opted to go for two and then basically kneel the ball just like to avoid a block field goal or um, some kind of return from the Bills to ne- to tie the game. And then the Buccaneers, um, the team that I'm always calling frauds, this and that, um, they covered 
against the uh, Carolina Panthers. So, again, good week. Um, Outside of those plays last week, I had Nick Chubb's prop over 70.5 yards or 71.5 yards against the the Houston Texans. So, prop-wise in the NFL, I don't have as much success with props. I know some people have, like, a thing for props. So what I try to do for props is look for uh, – it's, it's real simplistic, but look for matchups, man. I mean, you've got a really good rushing team like the Cleveland Browns going against the worst rushing um, team in the NFL in the Houston, Texas. I've played rushing yards over against the Texans, I want to say, at least seven times this year, and I'm um, and, um, um, six and one um, against that. Uh, same with the Seattle Seahawks. Now, I did say last week that um, I I like the idea of taking the wide receiver one because I've taken the wide receiver one to get over in yards against Seattle since uh, Julian Edelman when they played the Patriots. But the McVay offense is a little funky, so the wide receiver one didn't necessarily get off at all, actually. And it's hard to identify who their wide receiver one is sometimes based off of their scheme. Like, obviously, somebody's on paper is the wide receiver one, but the person getting the most targets and things like that, um, it varies from time to time. And so that one didn't go over too well, but I I didn't play it either just because I had some reservations. Um, In between that, there's probably still some situations where you can get plenty of yards over. Uh, The Minnesota Vikings have been leaning on Dalvin Cook, who's been running the ball crazy good. Uh, you can get him over in yards uh, pretty much against any team, obviously not wanting to take that against the Bears. But when he plays the um, the Dallas Cowboys, I, I think that's a, a good chance or a good time to um, to give that a go. And then I'm going to look at the team rankings uh, for the NFL um, defenses. I know the Cowboys' defense in general is one of the worst in the league, like as far as total defense goes. I'm not sure about the rushing defense. So I'm looking at that right now. And, yeah, well, it correlates. Uh, Dallas Cowboys are second worst. Okay, so might be worth a look uh, if, you, if you're trying to find a prop or something like that. Now, props, I think, also can be played by people who, who really are into DFS and into fantasy because then you can kind of tell how many targets people are getting on average and how many yards they're getting on average things like that. So um, people who just want to dabble in it, don't want to go full out against the spread and want to maybe lean towards props. If you're a DFS person, I think you got a little more advantage than everybody else. Okay. All right. So um, here we go. We're going to get into this week's games. There are one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten. And it's about 13, 14 games this week. Um, we can probably go over every single one. And then there'll be games where I'm not going to sit here and, and talk for an hour about. And then there'll be games where um, I may be inclined to, to give a little bit more insight. So this is Tuesday. This is a Tuesday night. A lot of things change uh, between Tuesday and Sunday. Uh, one of the, the risks that you run if you make bets this early is one of your players key players could get COVID. Um, And that hasn't happened to me yet, thankfully, but there have been some scares. Um, There was one one week where I bet on the Saints, I 
think I put the bet in on like a Saturday. And then it was revealed that the person sitting next to Kamara had tested positive for um, coronavirus. And then by Sunday kickoff, it was like, oh, it was a false positive. So that really fucking hurt. <laughs> and I I never want that to happen to anybody. So I've been, I haven't been recommending that people go like gung-ho about betting early. But if you feel like it's calculated and um, and you feel comfortable with it, then that's probably the, the play. All right, so here we go. Week 11. First game up on my bookie, Thursday night, November 19th, 820. Seattle Seahawks will be hosting the Arizona Cardinals, all right? Um, According to Action Sports right now, the early money is on Arizona. Arizona is getting 54% of the bets, and 69% of the money is going to Arizona. Um, Seattle is getting 46% of the bets and only 31% of the money. Um. I think it's pretty obvious why that is the way that it is, and, and it's because the Seattle defense is just absolutely trash, absolutely trash. This is a game that I probably there, – there's probably no – there's no particular number that they could put on DeAndre Hopkins for a prop that I wouldn't play. I'm taking him over anything that's close – like anything that's under 100 yards, I'm taking the over. I know Thursday night games can be funky. I know that um, Thursday night games typically favor the home team. But the Seattle Seahawks are a team that um, you'll, you're hearing me say this a lot about people. Um, but they're trending down. I think they're trending down. They're 5-4 and four against the spread. Um, they're, they're even when it comes to the plus minus on the spread. So um, what that – tells me is that wherever they're set at, as far as the, the plus or minus, um, Vegas has them as, as pretty much like on point. And so if Vegas has them at, as a three-point favorite, they're more than likely going to be winning by a field goal. Um, I'm going to take as many points as I can get with Arizona. I think Arizona, Arizona's got a coach in Cliff Kingsbury that's just doing some really stupid stuff. But um, even with that emotional win, off of um, that that Hail Mary. I know there's what people would call a a letdown spot. And the fact that the Seahawks have lost two games in a row, um, they lost to the Bills, and then they came back across the pond, I mean, back across the country, and then they lost to the Rams. Rams was a tough spot for them, I think. And I said that during the the, uh, podcast on Sunday. You had the Rams coming off a bye week, in a in a scenario where they're typically pretty good and they're they're pretty good off buys and they're pretty good at home. McVeigh's always had some success against the Seahawks. The Rams, even when back when they had Steven Jackson and Jeff Fisher, always seemed to play the the um the Seahawks tough, you know? Um the NFC West is a is a division where anything honestly can happen and a lot of these teams and even with the 49ers uh, when they were in the Super Bowl last year, like the good run that they had, I still wouldn't take them in division over um, a lot of people against the spread if the spread was at least a touchdown. So I think this is properly capped. I think regardless of, of what we 
think we have in the Cardinals and what we think we have in the Seahawks, the line shouldn't be any more than a field goal. So um, because I feel that way, I'm gonna I'm gonna take the Cardinals to to cover. I think COVID's actually helped a lot of these teams um, cover in on Thursday night games when historically it hasn't been favorable for road teams. Um, I have to go back and look if it's if it matters if they're division or not. But I think the last couple seasons they've emphasized division games for um, for the Thursday night. So either way. Give me the Cardinals here. I think Kyler Murray has a, has a good day. Matter of fact, I like Kyler Murray um, as a prop for passing yards uh, because the Seahawks have been so bad with their uh, defense and, and their secondary. Like, this secondary is giving up, and I, and I talked about this um, I talked about this Sunday. So, rushing-wise, they're giving up 95 yards a, a game. That's not bad at all. Actually, I think that's a top five rushing defense. Passing defense, man. Passing defense. Opponent passing yards per game for 2020. The Seattle Seahawks are giving up 353 yards. 353 yards per game. That is really bad. They're they're probably the only team that the – Patriots have played this year that made Cam Jackson look like he was back as far as, like, being able to pass and complete throws and things like that. So um, it is no surprise that the early money is on the Cardinals. And then, um, like I said, my, my lean here is is to take Arizona and, and get as many points as I can. I, I want the 3.5 if I can get it. Uh, as far as the over-under at 57.5, Russell Wilson hasn't been playing that well. He's been turning the ball over a lot, too. Um, I've seen the Cardinals kind of adapt a tad bit more of a clock management style. I would stay away from the over-under here and just lean more towards the uh, the Cardinals to cover. And, and if you're feeling froggish, take the plus 140 on the money line with the Cardinals. I wouldn't be totally shocked if they came up there and won. Arizona can take this division if they win this game because I, I believe they've already got, yeah, they've already got one uh, win against the uh, Seahawks. So, and they've already beat the 49ers once. Uh, if they beat the Seahawks twice, they will take control of this division with only needing to beat the Rams um, as, as one of the criteria, obviously, to uh, secure it. So, interesting game. Plenty of motivation for Arizona um, here. So, I like the Cardinals. All right, so rolling into Sunday. Sunday's got some interesting matchups, and I think the one game that stands out to me that um, I want to see and that I'm looking forward to betting on, or actually there's two of them. Uh, The first game would be the Indianapolis Colts hosting the Green Bay Packers. I say I'm interested in this game because historically the Packers have struggled against teams like the Colts. They're physical, they have a a solid run game, and their defense is on point. I've underestimated the Colts quite a few times this season. Um, It didn't burn me against the Ravens, but having seen the Ravens play the last couple weeks, I think that that was just a fluke. Um, The early money is... On the Colts, uh, 59% of the bets are coming in on Green Bay. 
But 47% of the money is coming in on Green Bay. 41% of the bets are going in favor of the Colts, but 53% is going in favor of the Colts as far as money goes. Um, Indianapolis. 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 They are number two in passing defense. And then their rushing defense, I'm, I'm pretty sure the rushing defense is, is pretty solid, too. And they're number three in rushing defense right now. So, pretty solid. Um, Devontae Adams is an absolute monster, though. And he's definitely the type of player that can take over if you allow him to. I don't know if the Colts really get a lot of pressure on people, but it, Aaron Rodgers is a little funky. Like, he's not a... He, it's it's hard to explain, and, and we joke and say he plays like a black quarterback, but it, it's just that he buys so much time in the pocket. He doesn't play on script, per se. He doesn't do a lot of timing throws. It's, it's a lot of kind of dancing around in the pocket, rolling out, just buying extra time, and, and essentially completing passes on um, QB scramble drills. That's what it looks like, honestly, most of the time. And um, I think the Packers' defense – for what it's worth, is a little overrated. And I'm very concerned, very concerned with the fact that the Vikings, like, just slashed them up the way that they did. And, um, like I said, this is me primarily looking a week ahead or a week in the past, not necessarily the latest game against the Jags, where it could possibly be that they just overlooked them and uh, it was a funky game because of the wind and things like that. We're not going to have those elements in this game. We're going to be in the Dome. Um, the Colts will be at home. And, again, Green Bay's defense is kind of average. Maybe you could say slightly above average. But um, they're not getting a lot of turnovers. They, they really had – like, they really had trouble uh, with the run when they played the Vikings. The Vikings just, just – Gashed them up. Now Dalvin Cook's a excellent, um, excellent running back. He's got way better vision than anybody in the uh, Colts organization has. But I just look at it as the Colts being able to control the the game, which they've done in the games that they've won. They've really controlled the tempo, and and um, I think that's going to be an issue. So I'm going to go ahead and and lean with the Colts here. Um, matter of fact, I put them in my contest play, so I'm okay with that. Um, just flat out Colts right now, and I think I got yep. Woo! So there we go, Colts. Um, take them right now if you can. <clears throat> you can drop it down to two if you want, but um, somebody um, in a group has some sound advice, and I've seen some some of the pro cappers say this as well. This line is at two and a half, right? Now you would think because two and a half is not a key number, that you're fine, that you're avoiding the key number, which would be three in this case, or a seven. Like, you're avoiding those numbers. Um, when it's two and a half like this, honestly, the money line is – there's not much difference. It's a 20 cent, it's 25 cents. It's a, it's a quarter difference in the price of the money line and the uh, spread. So if you are not comfortable with the two and a half, if you think this game comes down to – God forbid, a Phillip Rivers game-winning drive, and he miraculously completes it, 
and they win by like one or two. If you can see that, just take the money line. All right, it's 135. It should be fine. Uh, the over under at 51. I'm gonna stay away from that. Um, just because again, I'm thinking the Colts are gonna control a lot of the clock, and and like I said, the Packers defense isn't isn't like trash, but they're slightly above average, and so I would stay away from that. Um, interesting here is that the Packers are six and three against the spread, plus 1.7 of the plus and minus on that, and the Colts are five and four against the spread. All right. Um, I don't really feel like that's a big deal. I don't feel like that's a big deal. I really believe that the the Packers are trending down a little. Um, they didn't cover last week, but it was a little inflated. They did cover against the um against the Niners. Uh, they did not cover the five point five against the um Vikings. They got the cover against the Texans, but that's not saying much. And then they got blown out by the Buccaneers back on the 18th. So it's been up and down with them, up and down with them. And then the Colts definitely got the cover last week. Um, they did not get the cover against um, against the Ravens. They got the cover against the Lions. And then the Browns and the Bengals, which I just – kind of consider some some fluky things going on in those games so i'm gonna again i'm gonna keep leaning with the colts here uh the next game that i thought would be interesting is the see i just had it up and then it went away oh the buccaneers and the rams so i keep calling the bucks frauds i keep calling them frauds Fraud-ass bucks. I've been saying it all over the podcast. Um, Those frauds play pretty well at home, <laughs> you know? I look at it like this. When the last time the Rams came to Florida was against the Dolphins, and we saw how that went, and we saw how Jared Goff played. I don't think it's possible for anybody to play as bad as Jared Goff played uh, when he played the Dolphins again. But they just had a big division win. Just had a big division win against the Seahawks, and then they got to get on the plane and come across country to play the Buccaneers. I'm going to go ahead and, and uh, favor the Bucks here. My bookie has the line at three. This might be a, a little bit of an overreaction, but let's put it out there. 54% of the bets are on Tampa Bay right now. 80% of the early money as of Tuesday is on the Buccaneers. That's absolutely crazy. Um, again, a team that has been up and down at times. I think they're 5-5. Five and five. I think they're 500 against the spread. Let's see. Yep. They're smooth 500 against the spread. But I will back them in this situation for the simple fact, like I said, I don't like what I saw when the Rams traveled um to to take on um the Dolphins and I think this Buccaneers team without question is better than that Dolphins team and I think we can catch the Rams in a in a in a letdown spot here where they're they're still high off their win against Seattle, um still primarily focused on the division and the Bucks the Bucks need wins, man. They need wins. They're not necessarily desperate, but they need wins. And then, too, if you think about it, the secondary had a good game 
against the uh, Seahawks. Part of that is because Russell Wilson and how he plays kind of fits the style of or plays into the strength of the Rams defense. Tom Brady isn't Russell Wilson as far as athleticism goes, but he knows how to get the ball out of his hands quick. So that will somewhat negate Aaron Donald, hopefully. But then you have this, these weapons, man. You got A.B., you got Godwin, you got um, Evans, you got Gronk. Ronald Jones been running the ball really well, and, and Ronald Jones is, is catching the ball out the backfield now. They they were using Fournette as the uh, as the the back to catch the ball, but I mean Ronald Jones has picked this game up there too. So, um, and then again, my man Jared Goff is a robot. He's a robot. I don't care. No, he's a robot. He, he, he's got to have the script. It's got to work for him. I think the Bucks get a little aggressive here. They dial it up and they, they come after him because that's what the rant, I mean, that's what the Dolphins did. The Dolphins pressured him and, and forced him into turnover after turnover, and, and it worked into their favor so heavily. I, I don't see how the Buccaneers could, could prep for this game and not assume to do the same thing. So, And, again, everything that – the Dolphins are the Bucks are better, in my opinion, at quarterback, at receiver, across the defense. All of it is just better. So, as much as I call them frauds, I do think that they get the cover here. Um, I think it's a perfect spot to to fade the uh, to fade the Rams. The over under forty seven point five. I don't want to take the over, but I mean. When I say most of the money early on is is on the over, if if I'm taking the over here, I'm looking for for Tom Brady and the Bucks to push this and and get me at least thirty something points. Um, just because, like I said, with Jared Goff and the and those turnovers, it really shouldn't be an issue. And and I don't I don't think that gets any better for Goff in the sense that he's going to have a perfect game or a clean game. I want to say perfect, a clean game. I think. He'll still have a couple turnovers, and in that sense, the um, the Tampa Bay Buccaneers will be able to capitalize off of that. Um, another interesting game um, that I'm not sure how I'm going to bet it, and there's a story, a slight storyline to it. Um, the Las Vegas Raiders went down to Arrowhead as a ten point underdog, and and beat the beat the um, Chiefs outright. Beat them outright. We got the Chiefs coming into town. Um, there was talk about motivation or bulletin board material for the um, for the Chiefs in the sense that I guess when the Raiders won at Arrowhead, they took like victory laps in the team bus or something like that. So Andy Reid kind of got mad about it, and he, he's been a little little um, snippy in these interviews during the week. Which is it's just weird to see Andy Reid look for motivation or Andy Reid to to come out of his character and and act offended, you know. But apparently it bothered him. Um, they asked John Gruden about it. John Gruden pretty much dismissed it as fake news and was like, "Come on." But um, this this Raiders team has been feisty the last three or four weeks. Um, matter of fact, yeah, last three weeks. Last three weeks, the Raiders are three and zero against the spread. They covered a um, they covered as actually the last 
five weeks, they're four and one against the spread. Um, dating back to October 11th, that was that 10.5 underdog outright win against the uh, Kansas City Chiefs. They turned around, let down spot. I would say they hosted the um, they hosted the Buccaneers at home and, and lost by 25. But then they turned around and went down to Cleveland in a, in a game that really favored the the Browns. It was it was some crappy weather and everything, and they got a win as a one point underdog. Uh, sixteen to six is what they beat the um, Browns, and then one point favorite. They went into Los Angeles and beat the Chargers thirty one twenty six, and then they hosted the Broncos this past weekend as a three point favorite, and they won thirty seven to twelve. I will be taking the over in this game of fifty six point five. I'll be taking that over. But knocking it down to fifty six, I, I I think from what I heard, um, or from what I feel like I'm I'm hearing from the um, from the Kansas City Chiefs, if they could put a hundred up on these boys, they will. I think this is going to be a fast paced, aggressive, uh, aggressively called game. Chiefs part, I think they get back to what make Kansas, makes Kansas City Kansas City. I, I know they want to avenge that 10-point loss. Six and a half on the road against a division opponent is asking for a lot in most cases. But I will respect this Kansas City Chiefs team as if they were the New England Patriots um, in the sense that this is the one team that I think we can trust in this situation. I don't know. I don't know if I truly believe that the Raiders are as good as their record. I want to respect them for for what for their body of work so far this season at six and three, but I, I think they're a very vulnerable six and three team. They don't get a lot of pressure on quarterbacks. Um, they they really depend on just some goofy stuff happening during the game for turnovers, like tip passes and things like that coming off of receivers' hands and things like that. They they just don't stand out to me as a team, you know? Offensively, yeah. Offensively, they've got their two weapons and they they know how to use them. And and I feel like Gruden has these boys playing well above their, um, their pay rate right now. And I think this is a coming back to earth moment. If you're telling me that they're going to go five and six against the spread in their last six games and two of those five wins will come against the Chiefs, I, I just can't I just can't bring myself to, to believe that. I just can't. So um, I think it, it's a back-to-earth moment for the Raiders here. Um, I'm back in the Chiefs in, in what should be a good revenge game. I know some people hate that term, but I'm telling you, man, they, they're pissed. And they should be. They should be pissed uh, because they were basically embarrassed, um, even though it was, it's just an eight-point win. But, like, the Chiefs, I think they hit the ground running that game and, and, and just never let up. Um, let's see. Other games, and we can just scroll through these really quick, the ones that are not as interesting, because I want to keep this podcast under um, an hour. Eagles and Browns, I don't like the Eagles in anything. Um, I, I said on the show last Sunday, and I'll say it again, I'm not backing the Eagles to cover nothing for the rest of the year. 
when they tied with the Bengals, it was done with me. And the only reason why I say that is because they literally played for a tie. And I'm, I was just so disgusted about that. So I'm not giving them any money whatsoever. Uh, last week, they didn't cover it, just outright loss to the Giants. If I, if I could have faded them, I would, but I can't bet on the Giants either. So um, it's a no play for me, but if you got to play it, I would really take a strong look at the Browns uh, 2.5. The over-under at 45.5, I wouldn't touch that either. (laughs) I wouldn't touch that either. Browns are going to run the ball, and and that's what they're looking to do. So um, I'd be looking for a prop on uh, Kareem Hunt and Nick Chubb, mostly Nick Chubb again, so. All right, interesting storyline here. Atlanta Falcons are visiting the New Orleans Saints, the New Look Saints, as Jameis Winston, I don't know if he's officially been named the starter yet. I haven't checked, but I would assume he has been, or he will be. Um, Jameis Winston's uh, taking over. I know a lot of people have expectations of the old Jameis doing all these interceptions and things like that. I'm going to say I don't know if he if he'll be let loose like that. Um I think a lot of Jameis turnovers were due to the free flowing all vertical attack of the um Tampa Bay Buccaneers. We've seen Tom Brady struggle with uh, some turnovers this year, so I'm not sure if um if I want to believe in that all the way through. Here's my thing with the Falcons. The Falcons are the type of team to come off a bye week and really ball out. Um, And they're also the type of team to win games this late in the season, even though mathematically they're supposed to be out of it. At at three and six, you would think most people would just quit throwing the towel. I think this Falcons team's got a lot of fight left in them. And I am going to take this this um, this five. I think I really do. I, th- I think they got a lot of fight in them, and um, I'm I'm leaning to the five. Fifty four percent of the money is on Atlanta. Sixty three percent, or sorry, fifty four percent of the bets are on Atlanta. Sixty three percent of the money is on the Falcons. So again, I'm leaning to the Falcons. I gotta do do more of a of a look into it. The over-under at 51, I think that that's a little ridiculous. Um, There's going to be points scored in this game, man. I mean, Jameis Winston, he can pass. I don't know why they're acting like he's he's, um, he's somebody that's not capable. I mean, the guy was on an offense or in Tampa, they were – they were good for 27-plus, uh, even when he turns the ball over four times. I mean, they got to play from behind, and, and he's willing to let that thing sling. I think we get the, I think we get the points we need in this game. I like the over here. That five isn't a lot either, so I like the over here. <laughs> Let's see. And I know people probably laughing at me because I keep yawning. Man, I'm trying. I'm trying to make it through. Eleven o'clock podcast is not the wave when you worked all day and you got this got this crazy man baby toddler. So I apologize, y'all. Just count this as a pilot episode, man. I'll do better next time. I'll I'll drink a Red Bull or something. Um, let's see. 
Patriots at the Texans, I'm looking at it like this primarily run-oriented Patriots team um, with Cam Newton and coming off a big win against the, the Ravens where the defense showed up and, and everything. I mean, you're, you're asking the Texans to outright be the team that can run the ball per se, and the Texans can't stop the run. It's just a, a matchup nightmare to me. Um, New England's still a top 10 defense right at number 10. But the Houston Texans are – sorry, hold on. Let me let me check that one more time. They were top 10 passing defense. Let me check the total defense real quick. Um, they're not top 10 in defense. They're number 13. So what I say about the Packers um, – average to above average, that's fine. But the Houston Texans are bottom third team. They're 29th. Um, and, and, I mean, it's, it's really bad. <laughs> they're, they're, they're really bad. Seattle, Jacksonville, Jacksonville, Seattle, Jacksonville, Atlanta, Houston are your four worst defenses, which brings me back to the Falcons and the cover, I mean, the over, which I think it will be there. And then um, – I know people are saying, well, the the Saints are a top four defense. They are not top four in red zone defense. And I think the Falcons move the ball against anybody. So when they get into the red zone, there'll be opportunities for scores for them. And that's where we get the over. But back to this game at hand. Patriots, average to above average um, defense. Texans, a sorry defense. And then as far as rushing offense goes, yeah, New England's number three in the league. They average 161 yards, rushing yards per game. Need I remind you, need I remind you what the Houston Texans rushing defense is like. They are giving up an average of 167.4 yards a game. Again, to me, matchup nightmare. This line is really disrespectful to uh, Cam Newton and the and the New England Patriots. I know they've struggled, but, but this isn't – I don't think this is the team that they, they would struggle with, even if they're going on the road. Again, it just it just doesn't make any sense to me to think that they that, – that the way this matches up, it's essentially the Texans are, are fire and the Patriots are water. It's just a bad matchup for them. It's just a bad matchup for them. They're gonna they should lose this game ten out of ten times. Um just because they can't stop the run and the Patriots love to run. Seventy one percent of the bets are in on the Patriots. Ninety percent of the money is in on the Patriots on the early look. Again, I like this at two. I'm gonna actually put this in my contest as well. Um another one of my contest bets that I'm gonna take as soon as I can. Woo! Give me the Patriots at two. Um those other plays, I don't think any – Buccaneers would probably be in my contest play, but I'm not 100% sure on that. Uh, so let's see. Chargers, eight-and-a-half-point favorite against the Jets. I don't even know what they expected. I have I have not bet a spread against the Jets or against the Jets in general. I've put them in, like, the Survivor Contest. Obviously, I've been using that a lot. But, like, a, a bet against the Jets or in a Jets game, I've not bet a Jets game all year. So, 
I think I'm going to stick to that because I don't like Justin Herbert as much as, as everybody else does. And there's nothing against him. He's, he's just still a rookie, you know, and, and eight, eight and a half. I'll pass. Um, 47 points is the over-under. Again, I'll pass. It's, it's not worth it for me. Um, a game that I honestly don't really care one way or another. Now, Steelers at Jacks. Over-under is at 47.5. Um, the spread is 10. I am not going to lie. There's always a risk that you run when you bet on undefeated teams this late in the season. That at some point, Murphy's Law will kick in, and anything bad that can happen will happen, and they'll wind up losing. And everybody will be like, oh, no, they're the worst 9-0 team in the league, and that's or the worst 9-0 team in, in the history of the game, and of course they're going to be 9-1. That's why they lost to the Jags, yada, yada, yada. This Jags team has fight, man. They have fight. And they have their fans at those home games. Um, they have fight. And it it's come close a couple times. Like I mean, you're talking about a team that just almost upset the uh, Packers in a situation where nobody really thought they would even be competitive. I mean, it's a, it's a south uh, – south, yeah, it's like – I want to say south Florida, but it's not Jacksonville like that far down in Florida. But either way, it's a team from the south coming up to – freaking Wisconsin, and they're playing in, like, a 10-mile or a 10-degree wind chill with the wind blowing and all kind of craziness. There was snow earlier before the game. Like, it just does it didn't fit any scenario that you would think the Jags would be competitive and cover. I really thought they would roll over, but they didn't. Then they're back at home, and they're warm, and they're comfortable, and the Steelers are – Chugging along, but at some point you expect this to kind of go downhill. I'm gonna stay away from this game because I'm afraid of it, <laughs> and, and I'm I'm afraid that I'll be the one that bets the Steelers and then they finally lose. Um, and and again, like I said, the Jags an outright win here would be incredible, and it would be so unexpected to me. But as far as like the spread, I wouldn't be totally shocked if they somehow backdoor covered this. Um, and, and that would be my fear, is that they backdoor cover. I know the Steelers' ATS is good. I know their plus minus is good. But I also know that in watching some of those games that those covers came really late. And those lines were not as big as this. So, I mean, they just played a they just played a Bengals team that you could argue, you could make an argument, that the Jags and the Bengals are basically the same team right now as far as how competitive they are. And the Steelers were a seven-point favorite at home against that Jags team. And then you're telling me they're going to Jacksonville and they're three points higher? I don't know. I don't know. It seems seems like a little trappy to me. I'm not trying to overanalyze it or overthink it. So that's why I'm just going to go ahead and stay away from it. Um, I'm looking at I'm just looking at the the trends. Yeah, looking at the trends, it it still favors the the Steelers either way. But again, I'm gonna stay away from it. Um, over under at forty seven. 
that is rather interesting, and I think we'll get points because from what I've seen, the Jags the Jags are willing to air it out no matter what. Um, the Steelers are going to score one way or another. So forty over forty seven point five, I think is an okay play. I can see it being an okay play. Um, worst case scenario, even if the Jags get blown out, worst case scenario, they still give you at least seventeen um, in a blowout. So seventeen, and I'm thinking the Steelers get at least thirty two plus. So yeah, again, the forty seven point five isn't isn't anything to really be afraid of. Um, now, an interesting game that I never thought I would say this, the Washington John Doe's are hosting the Cincinnati Bengals. The line is plus one. I thought I saw Joe Burrow had gotten hurt, but I don't see him on the injury report here. This is essentially a toss up. How much do you believe in the Alex Smith Washington John Doe's. I know this over under at 46.5 is probably not getting there. Even though some people like the over. I'm a little concerned with that. And I say that because the Bengals off offensive line is just absolutely horrible. They're so bad. And then you gotta look at the situation with the um with the Bengals in general, man. Like, if they can't keep Joe Burrow protected, it might be a problem. So, I think that Washington defense is really what you're betting on here. You're betting on the Washington defense and and just that team to to really put it together against a, a team that's just as equally as bad as them and also not as talented defensively. Um, so, I don't mind taking the, the John Does here. Um, as an outright win, money line, which again, difference between the money line and the the one right now is a nickel. So uh, I hate to bet on bad teams, but this this Washington football team, since Alex Smith has come back, they haven't done a lot of quitting. And I think that's something that really needs to be paid attention to for gamblers is that it, even if they get down, like, 14, like they were down 24 to 3, I want to say, um, late in the third quarter of that uh, Lions game, and they came back and, and almost tied it. So um, they've had a stretch of games that they've had some unfortunate luck with their quarterback and, and other various injuries. So, like I said, I think I think this is a, a situation for them to, to really bounce back and, and get a win here. Not putting it in my in my picks. I don't want to bet that as my pick, but um, I would not be shocked if if I throw this in my just in one of my money plays uh, for Sunday. And then let's see. Last but not least, Cowboys and the Vikings. So again, I think the Vikings are trending up. Um, I'm going to stick with that notion. This line is a touchdown. It's a touchdown, and the early money is leaning towards the Dallas Cowboys. 55% of the bets are in on Dallas. 75% of the money is in on Dallas. Action Sports has got every little criteria lit up that the Cowboys are the play here. 
Um, is Andy Dalton healthy? Does that really matter? <laughs> I don't know. That's that's interesting to me. And and this is um, yeah, this is a a home game for the Vikings. That's even more wilder to me. I mean, I feel like this would be a perfect spot for them to to win by a touchdown or more. Um, I don't know what to make of that. I really don't. In their last three straight wins, the last three straight wins, they have covered by six or more. 28-22, they beat the Packers. 34-20, they beat the Lions. And then 19-13, they beat the Bears, which probably should have been – it should have been 19-6, to honestly. But uh, a great return by Cordell Patterson um, led to the uh, led to the 13 points. So – I'm gonna go ahead and say my my lean is going to be to fade to fade every everything that's logical about taking the line. I mean, taking the the Cowboys here and leaning towards the Vikings. So again, I don't understand why that line is the way that it is. But the Dallas Cowboys are the worst team against the spread, um, without a doubt. They're the worst team in the NFL, and and this isn't to to pick on them or trash them. I mean, it is what it is. They're the worst team. They're one and eight. They are failing to cover the spread by at least a touchdown. So I'm on. I'm on the Vikings. I'm on the Vikings. Now, will I make this one of my plays? I don't know, but I'll make it a money play for sure. I'll make it a money play for sure. So quick recap uh, plays that I'm looking for for my my pick on contest or my super contest. Uh, I'm looking at the. Um, the Patriots, obviously, at two. Um, maybe the Washington football team, not 100% sure there. The Colts at two and a half. Um, the Chiefs at six and a half. And the Buccaneers at three. Um, and then, like I said, hesitating, but definitely considering the Vikings as a touchdown uh, favorite as well, just based off of, like I said, the, the I know the Cowboys are coming off of Bob, but I don't even know if that means anything with with their coach, man. He just seems to be clueless. So um, Vikings are riding high right now, so I'm really looking or leaning towards them. And then you also got to think that if the Cowboys don't have anybody in the middle, man, Dalvin Cook's going to slash them up. And then the over-unders, let's see. Which game did I say I really like the over-arm? Um... That Falcons Saints at 51, I think, is a little disrespectful. Um, and the Falcons defense isn't that great, and, and I feel like Jameis Winston is gonna get the get the chance to air it out. Um, let's see, over under, oh, Jags Steelers over 47.5. Kind of leaning to the over on that as well, uh, just because, like I said, the Jags are gonna throw the ball. Um, be a lot of opportunities for the Steelers to get it at least 30 or more. Um, while also having the Jags score between 14 and 17. So I really don't think that's uh, a bad play. And then there's a lot of money on the over for the football team and the Bengals. I'm not sure if I'm there yet, so I'm going to stay away from that. I'm definitely staying away from the over-under on the Chargers-Jets because it doesn't matter. And I'm not really into the over 51 for the Colts Packers based off of the last couple games. 
that I've watched of both teams, I feel like this is going to play out uh, to be um, a lot closer um, in score and then also under. And then the Vikings, Cowboys, no no real say on that as far as the over-under. Chiefs, Raiders, I like the over-56. I really think that, that we're going to see, like I said, this, this Chiefs team in, I'm backing them in this spot because, like I said, I think they're going to be they're going to be more than motivated. So we'll see how that goes. And then Rams, Bucks, forty-seven point five. Again, if if we take the over here, we're really leaning on the Buccaneers. I think to to help push that over, and they could very well be. They've been scoring very well in the last couple games, and and they've got AB Godwin. Gronk and Evans all healthy and seem to have a uh, a dependable threat in the backfield in Ronald Jones and um, Leonard Fournette's playing his role as well. So just keep in mind that you're going to need that Buccaneers team to show up because if the Rams show up and the Bucks don't show up, you're not getting it. Um, and I don't think the game's going to be um, that competitive or back and forth that that we'll be able to say both teams did their part. So again, I think we're really leaning on the Bucks here um, to to get it done. So um, teams against the spread, balling right now: Pittsburgh Steelers, Miami uh, Dolphins, the New York Football Giants are seven and three against the spread. Believe it or not, Vikings are six and three, Packers are six and three, Cincinnati six and three, Raiders are six and three, uh, Chiefs are six and three, and then everybody else is pretty much around five hundred until you get down to. The bottom feeders of the of the league, which is Dallas, Houston, and the Jets, and then teams that are good by record but not good against the spread, the Cleveland Browns and the Tennessee Titans. They're both three and six against the spread, but I mean their records are winning records, so gotta keep that in mind too. Um, good luck to however you play it. Again, this is a Tuesday, a Tuesday cast, so don't play something on Tuesday and be pissed that the line's different on on, um, on Sunday. Any lines that you like, like those games that I named, uh, the Patriots line will get played tonight. That Buccaneers line will get played tonight. And then probably that Vikings line will get played tonight. Those are the three lines that I really like. Over under, I would definitely play that Saints Falcons line tonight. So again, just keep keep in mind you looking for value early. Those are the games that you want to target, or at least the games that I'm going to target. Uh, if you think the value is a little off and you want to wait for it to work in your favor, just be patient and uh, follow. You can if you have the Action Sports app, you can set up the app to alert you when lines change. So that helps um, for you guys who don't necessarily want to sit in front of your computer the whole time. I don't like to sit in front of my computer or on my phone and look at the line so and keep hitting refresh, so I use the alerts, okay? So keep that in mind. Um, thank you guys for listening to the show. I will be back next week and recapping what I what I thought worked, what didn't work. We'll try to get a little bit more in-depth with the power rankings and, and who's trending up, who's trending down. Uh, right now, like I said, I think teams trending up would be the Vikings. Um, I hesitate on the Buccaneers. But the Vikings, I think, are a team that's trending up um, that I would definitely keep continuing to back. 
maybe the Colts are trending up. It's still a little up in the air. Um, obviously, Steelers are trending up and like literally soaring. They're 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 continuing to go through the roof. And then um, the Arizona Cardinals. I'll keep an eye on them as a team potentially trending up as well. Okay. So I'll catch you guys next week. This has been the Backdoor Cover um, NFL Week 11 Gambling Podcast. I'm your host, IBS Eases, and I am signing off. Here comes the money. Here we go. Money talk. Here comes the money.